opinions expressed on the Custody Queen show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us, we're the Custody Queens, yeah, you can count on us, we're the Custody Queens. Good morning everybody, I am Kristen Holstrom and sitting right here next to me is Samantha McBride and we are your Custody Queens and we have an amazing show for you today. I have a very special guest that happens to be a certified family law specialist and a divorce expert, but most importantly, my father, Dane Holstrom. And we will get to him in just a second. Before we get there, we want to give a special shout out to the Brothers On Law. You can tune into their show right before our show every Saturday at 8 a.m. We're going to jump right into it, Kristen Wright. We're going to start off with the TMI jar. Yes, because we all know how much I love TMI. TMI. And TMI stands for too much information. So Kristen, I'm going to let you do the honors. Sam, you never give too much information. (laughs) Isn't that true? (laughs) I will go first. My dad's here, so I hope I don't get anything super embarrassing. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start the morning off with asking, what's your favorite midnight or secret snack? And this is a super super funny one because I am that girl that will be so strict on her diet all day long until 10 o'clock at night. I'm sitting in bed with my iPad watching some 90 Day Fiance, or actually right now I'm like into Shooter with Ryan Philippe on Netflix. That's my new thing. But literally one episode in, I start thinking about it. Two episodes in, I go for the low carb, the salami or the string cheese. And then the next one is like- Are you creeping downstairs to oh, do this? Oh, definitely creeping. And the next one's like chips. I, I'm such, I'll even break out the chips and salsa at like midnight by myself. I'm not gonna lie. Now I have a question. Are you in the kitchen doing this or do you take it back to your bed? It, it, it depends. It depends on the day. Um, I am usually like the first round is like a creeper downstairs. You know, nobody's looking. Lights off. Salami. Me. And then the second one, sometimes it's, you know, a full blown happy hour at midnight with me, myself in the dark in the kitchen. Definitely. So, or sometimes Love you wake it. up in bed and, and there's definitely some snacks in the bed and you're like, shoot, was that me? <laughs> I've actually woken up in bed with my hand in a bag of Doritos before. <laughs> and I knew that I hit an all time low when that happened. All yeah. right. I find hot Cheetos in my bed often. That's definitely uh, a little crunch. Yeah, I think that's. And then you wake up the next thing, you're like, "But I worked so hard yesterday. My workout, the whole thing, all went to." You know what, at 10 p.m. Our Custody Queen team is growing. If you think you would be a good fit for our team, please email your resume to Kristen at CustodyQueens.com. We are hiring for all positions, specifically attorneys and paralegals. I am going to pass the jar. Sam, you're up. All right, I'm nervous. Who is your celebrity crush? Ooh, okay, so I have two. Um, my first celebrity crush, and you guys are going to think I'm weird, but um, is Dog the Bounty Hunter's son, Leland Chapman. I don't know if any of you know him, but he should call me. Um, my, my second celebrity crush is Christoph Waltz. 
who is in Django, in Glorious Bastards. I love him. All right, so if either one of you are out there, it's at Samantha McBride <laughs> is her Instagram handle. And you know what my celebrity crush is? Is you know the guy from Bridget Jones's Diary, Colin Firth, I think is his name? O-M-G. I am obsessed with him. So, all right. All right, let's get into it. So Kristen's going to introduce Dane. Okay, so my favorite guest ever is my father, Dane Holstrom. He is a 30-year certified family law specialist. He is the managing partner of Holstrom Block and Park, which is also where Sam and I work. And uh, I'm going to let him tell you his story. But I hope that you all get to see what an amazing attorney is. But he is also one of the most loving and caring people that are on this earth. So, Dane, what makes you Dane? Oh my God! Really, it's 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 the people around me. It's it's just a it's a great team that we have uh, at Holston Block and Park and Custody Queens, and more importantly, the people that are, are around me all around our universe. Your mother, obviously, for 40 years, and you kids for 40 years. Don't do the math. Um, and it's been just a great journey. And so we have myself, and then you want to talk about our other my other three siblings. Yeah, absolutely. We've got we've got your sister Taryn, who's an entrepreneur extraordinaire, fitness instructor, and marketing uh, guru. Uh, your older brother Taylor, who was a Hobie Baker nominee for you hockey fans at Penn State, and uh, played there for four years. And Zach, who is finishing his last year at uh, Sandra Day O'Connor School of Law. Taylor also, I got to mention that he's waiting to take the California bar exam as well. So we've got- uh, We've got a pack of Holstrums. Lawyers, yes, <laughs> and, and marketeers. Way too many uh, legal brains for one family. <laughs> so Dane, how'd you get into law? Uh, it, I actually decided one day that I wanted to study law. I had no intention at the time of becoming a lawyer. What'd you do before that? I was in marketing and sales. I, I was in computers, uh, selling computers when they first came out. Um, and I was putting together small business packages and I was delivering to small businesses with software and that's how I put myself through law school. And why family law? <laughs> it's not actually a, that sexy of a story, but um, when you're early on and you're out on your own and you hang out your own shingle, you do what we call, what I call and other people call food law, which is anything that puts food on the table. And so when somebody would come through the door and want to hire me for uh, uh, a real estate action or a criminal case, like a drunk driving case or a divorce, of course I did it. And uh, what I would do is I would take the money that they used to hire me and I'd go buy more books and I'd learn more and I'd study more. And pretty soon I became good at it and I started having more family law cases because when you do well at one thing, that refers you more. And within a few years, I became a family law lawyer almost exclusively and then became a specialist uh, years later. And Dan's got a good old penny saver ad, right? Oh my gosh. So I think as most of you know, I've worked for my dad for a very long time, starting in high school. And years ago, what, 15 years ago? I don't know what you're going to tell me, so I don't know. <laughs> so Dane had this great ad, and I think we had the front cover or the back cover of the penny saver. Doesn't matter. 
and it was this giant, it was also the yellow book too. We had this giant ad and it literally was, if you can visualize, a picture of Dane on the cover, turning sideways, pointing his finger at you. Yeah. And I think there was even an offer for a buy one, get one hour free. But the, the best part of this story- We have to post that. I, oh, oh my gosh, it is money. It is so money. And he was in the, the yellow pages and the penny saver. But the best part of this story is that I think it was your anniversary, wasn't it? Oh, the bus benches. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and my mom thought it was the best gift in the world to go out and have my dad's ad <laughs> with, you know, the finger pointing, looking right at you plastered on all of these bus benches. And what happened next, Dad? Well, it was, it was just a, a night out, and I think it was one of our anniversaries or something. It just kind of shows you uh, who the kid's mom is. Just a wonderful, wonderful heart. She invites all of our friends, and we start driving in this small minibus, like a party bus, all around Orange County. And each time we stop at a bus stop, there would be one of our friends sitting on my face. <laughs> And it was just a phenomenal, I mean, it just, it, it just never got old. We went through five different bus stops around Orange County, and then we went out to dinner and had a great time. But it was just a phenomenal thing, and it just, again, shows how special your mother is. And I think on one of the bus stops, somebody had, had drawn, my dad had a mustache back then, and somebody had taken the mustache with a black Sharpie and extended it and curled the ends, <laughs> and I think left a beer can on the bus stop. And of course, my mom gets out of the bus and is so angry that somebody had messed with her husband's picture and then started you know, getting rid of the trash on the bus stop because trash didn't belong there. I, I think she drove around for weeks cleaning up the bus benches all around Orange County. Oh, for sure she did. That's great. Kristen, do you have any good Dane stories at work? Oh my gosh, I have so many. <laughs> um, Give me one. Okay, so one of my, I guess this is just kind of, it, so my dad, Dane, is a perfectionist and his work product is always superb. There is nothing that is filed with the court from our office that is less than stellar. And that's just something that he has passed down to me and our coworkers that you have, your work represents who you are as an attorney. And so you really have to make sure that it is well done. So I was very new into my attorney career, I think probably a year or two in, and he had given me the task of preparing points and authorities, which is a legal document that is filed with the court that supports your client's position and lays out codes and case law that are not only in favor, but also present the other side and potential uh, issues that you want to raise, but be able to, um, you know, explain to the court why those do not apply to the case that you have. So I had spent hours, I mean hours. I didn't have any kids at this point, And I think I was probably 12 to 14 hours in. And I literally gave him what I believe was my best work. I was so proud, had worked so hard, and literally I think I got it back the next day covered in red Sharpie. And I, I really, I really treasure that red did you sharpie. Get a, did you get a good bathroom cry in there? You know, I, I didn't even cry. I was just kind of like, how did I think that was so good? <laughs> when, and it's really just that he's so brilliant and he sees 27 steps beyond what I saw as a new attorney. And I'm not even joking you to this day, I still have that document. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I gave him a very similar 
a piece of, uh, or a project that I was working on and it did not have a single red mark. And that, that's impressive. That definitely resulted in like a happy cry in the bathroom <laughs> by myself because not only did I know that I had progressed as an attorney, but that I had reached his level of excellence. That's awesome. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. So Sam, you've been working for Dane now for six years. Come on, tell tell us your favorite Dane story. I got a, I have a few, but I guess the one that stands out the most for me is really relevant. We have a big staff and a lot of associates, and every time we get a new associate that comes in and gets assigned to a Dane case, I kind of see the same thing happen again and again. It just an associate be so stressed out about kind of working with Dane, and and you know Dane's a very approachable guy, but he has such a high standard, so everyone wants to do a good job. So. I normally bring that associate into my office after a couple of days and you know they're scared and I kind of tell them the story because I think it humanizes Dane but I was probably I don't know an attorney for maybe six or eight months at the time and Dane was in this big trial Kristen was going with him and she was kind of shadowing him and helping him out and Kristen I think had an emergency that day or something and for whatever reason she couldn't go and so she just said yeah go ahead Sam go to the hearing and I'm so stressed out and I'm only there to help Dane. But Kristen's like, don't worry, your only job is to locate a document. If Dane asks for it, just find it. And I'm like, okay, simple enough. I can read, I can go through a table of contents. I show up at court and there's like 12 or 13 boxes of just file after file. And I just go white. I'm like, I really hope he knows where this stuff is because Live time, I don't know how to hand him anything. And so I'm fumbling around and I'm watching Dane and Dane really is, a lot of attorneys say, you know, TV is is not the law and TV shows are not that dramatic. I will submit to you, Dane is that dramatic and in a good way. Uh, he's really incredible and has an amazing courtroom pe- appearance. He's jumping up and down, getting out of his chair, owning the room like top model. And then he asks me for that one document that I don't know where it is. So I'm throwing papers in the air. I finally grab it. I have the binder and it's like dead silent courtroom while everyone's painfully looking at me find this document. I just drop the folder and it just goes flying across the courtroom. And I like walk over and like pull it up and Dane just kind of smiles at me like, you good? And I'm like, yeah, here. Uh, Dane went on to, to kick butt on the rest of that case. And I mean, it was just kind of a testament to who Dane is as a person. We all go in there and make mistakes and learn from the best. And that's what makes you a good attorney. And so I think when I saw Dane in court that day, after I had a good bathroom cry, I went home and I said, the only way that you can compete with a lawyer like Dane is to know your stuff and and prepare. And so I literally think I spent the next three or four weeks from cover to cover reading the family code. And that's why Kristen now makes fun of me because I know every code section. It's actually because of Dane though and that story. 
I love that story, Sam, because it's so true. And especially when you're in court and you have to be quiet and you can't knock things over and you're ruffling through papers and you can hear that. And the judge kind of looks at you and gives you this look, raising your eyebrows. And you're like, but I really need to find that document. But I, It's tense. It is. And if anyone, if I have any suit show fans out there that show suits, Dane is Harvey. Okay, like truly 100%. And I think what makes Dane so good is like he will, I mean, you have to ask yourself, I don't ask myself what Harvey would do. I ask myself, what would Dane do? And I think that's what makes him so good. Now, Dane, if there were a few things you would want to tell our listeners kind of about, you know, we talked a little bit about you, who you are, but who are you as an attorney and what makes you Dane the specialist? Well, like all good attorneys, it's a process. And I, I still remember, you know, probably doing this for the first 10 years. Um, I would wake up at, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was really sweating a case because, you know, this was somebody's kids. This was somebody's life. This was something that was absolutely critical to them. And it took a long time to be able to remove myself from the equation and just part of the problem and, and, and focus on how do I get the best result for this person. And getting the best result sometimes is in court, but more times than not, it's just having a good line of communication with your client so that they understand what's important and why it's important. Um, never ever tell a client, just do it. It's, this is why we want to do it this way. This is the result we want to want to get. And then you and the client are a team. And, and you're educating the client. A, a thousand percent you're educating the client because it's their life, it's their children, it's their problem. When you walk away, you walk away. They live with all the consequences, good or bad. Fair. So one thing that Sam and I tell our listeners a lot is that you don't get much time in the court. You don't get much time in front of the judge. And the judge doesn't really know you or your family. So with that said, what would you tell our listeners with that process? Well, first off, listen. Listen and watch what the judge thinks is important because that's going to change what you believe is important. If you go in and you go hard charge and you're going to tell the judge what you think is important and they, they've already tuned out that, they've, they've either gone with you or they've already said, no, that's not important, counsel. And if you keep arguing that point because you think it's important, you're toast. And you're so wasting your time. You have such a small period of time to get across what you need to get across. So you really got to pick your battles. You got to know what's important from the legal perspective, know what's important from what the judge has already signaled to you is important, and then and then go for it. Go for that issue, even if it, even if it means ignoring the thing you spent three hours to prepare for. That is, you have to think on your feet as an attorney. I think that's one of the best skills that... Tap dance. Yeah. That's what I call it. Yeah, it truly is. All right, well, with that said, we want to make you our judge today. For our CQ court segment. And today we're going to do it a little bit different. Sam and I are both going to be opposing attorneys. So I represent Bio Bob. And I represent Husband Harry. (laughs) And we are going to present facts to our judge for the day, Dane, and he is gonna make a ruling based on the information and facts that we argue here today. So go ahead, Kristen, you can start with Bio Dad and his position. Court is now in session. Your Honor, today my client is asking for the court to make custom visitations over Harry Jr. Uh, it has been stipulated by counsel and the parties and myself that 
there is no dispute that my client is in fact the biological father. He has had a DNA test and the reason he has not been a significant player or role in Harry Jr.'s life is because he hasn't been allowed to. He hasn't been afforded the opportunity. There's been some alienation but he wants that opportunity here today and he would like this court to make an order that allows for him to have a set visitation schedule. Counsel, how old is the minor at issue? Three years old. Okay, and this child was conceived during the marriage between Harry Sr. and the mother, correct? Yes. Okay. Counsel, do you have an exception to the conclusive presumption of the family code that provides that a child over two years of age that the husband of the marriage is under the law deemed for all purposes to be the father? I do not, but he's barely over three, Your Honor. Okay. Counsel? Thank you, Your Honor. I respectfully disagree with counsel. While I I certainly understand that her client wants to participate in this child's life, we really need to look at the facts here. And my client, Harry, has named this child after himself and has at all times held this child out as his own. My client is still married to the mother in this case, and it is in the best interest for this child to continue to have the stability and family unit that he's had. There is no exception here, and this child is a total stranger to counsel's client. And so I'd request that this court uh, deny counsel's request to name bio dad an additional parent. I don't believe that the exception applies here. Counsel, let me ask you, we have the conclusive presumption would say as a matter of law that if this child was in fact conceived during a relationship and older than the age of two, which we have here, that that would in fact resolve the matter. However, we have a person who is biologically the absolutely the parent who wants to have a role in this child's life. Why shouldn't I expand the law in that area? Well, I agree that there are limited circumstances to the conclusive presumption, which finds that other, you know, while it's the conclusive presumption, it's not necessarily the exclusive presumption. Bio dad doesn't know this child at all. And so there is no meaningful bond and no relationship. There is no reason to sort of entwine bio dad into Harry Jr.'s life. It's not in his best interest. Very well. Uh, Counsel, one last opportunity for you. Yes, Your Honor. I believe it would be detrimental for Harry Jr. not to know his biological father. I think that that, I just think that it would not be in the best interest for that to be in order. I think that the court should consider that the child is barely above three and that he should have a relationship with his son. Well, I appreciate your argument, counsel, but the legislature is one that gets to decide public policy. We don't have the luxury of being able to do that. In this case, we have an intact family unit that very much wants to remain an intact family unit. And while BioBob may well be a biological father, so is a sperm donor. And the reality is what we want to do here is protect the integrity of the family unit for the child. I don't care necessarily about the father, although I am uh, obviously there's tremendous value that he's held out the child at his own, even knowing that the child is not his biological offspring. We're here for the benefit of the long-term concerns of the child. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you, Your Honor. I respectfully disagree. That wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) Court is adjourned. 
We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrup. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Our Custody Queen team is growing. If you think you would be a good fit for our team, please email your resume to Kristen at CustodyQueens.com. We are hiring for all positions, specifically attorneys and paralegals. There are few experiences more difficult than a divorce. Holstrom Block and Park has the experience and insight to help. I'm Dane Holstrom, and my name is on the door, and my team and I are here for you. Call 855-395-5111 for a free phone consultation. Our firm provides comprehensive services in family law. Whether you need help with a child custody case or dividing marital assets, call today at 855-395-5111. What a great show. I can't believe 30 minutes already went by. I have so many more questions that I can't wait to ask Divorce Dane. And don't worry, we're going to bring him back. Yeah, he will be an ongoing guest on our show. So if you have any questions that you want to ask, Divorce Dane, you can visit the website www.hbplaw and you can fill out a contact form and send Dane a question or you can request to be set up with a consultation for him at any of our offices. You can tune in every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Go Country 105. You can also call in at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Samantha McBride. And I am Custody Queen Kristen. We're going to let Dane do the honors, but remember, let let love rule. Courtroom adjourned. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.